It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Beautiful, beautiful morning. The 15th of February. And a date passed the other day, and I noticed it. I said, was it the 12th or the 13th? They couldn't remember whether it was the 12th or the 13th. I remember the story very well, though. I remember the search very, very well. And I remember the mystery surrounding the disappearance, uh, without trace, of a man called Frank McCarthy. He was better known as Blackie. And here's a, a Facebook post which was written in the last few days, uh, 30 years ago, 12th of February, 1993. It was a Friday evening. My brother Frank left our family home in Lotamore to go on a short journey. He never made it there. Myself and my mother were the last people to see him. He asked me to bring home a Valentine's card for his girlfriend on my way from work. I worked in Wilton. And he asked my mum to have his clothes washed for the next day as they were going out for Valentine's. That was the last time anyone ever saw him. And I don't believe to this day that we were the last people to see him. We know someone knows something and someone knows where my brother is. If you have any heart or any feelings at all, please come forward and let someone know what you know. If you've seen anything or know something, anything at all, to end my family's pain and torture of not knowing for 30 years what happened to my brother, please let us know so we can bring him home and give him the burial he deserves. It's heartbreaking stuff. No one deserves this. So finally, after 30 years, we can get to tell our story and share my beautiful brother's pictures on Crime Call to show it nationwide. And we might finally reach out to someone. That is posted by Sylvia McCarthy, sister of Blackie. Emer's been in touch with her over the last couple of days, and she is in a desperate state, as you can imagine. I mean, what would it be? Can you just imagine... Your brother walks out the door to go and do a message and you never see him again. Your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad. Actually, there's brothers and sisters and moms and dads and cousins and nephews and nieces missing all over Cork. We'll get to that in a little while. But can we focus first of the on, or on the disappearance of Frank Blackie McCarthy? And one man who knows this story very well because he's covered it practically for that entire 30 years, is uh, Virgin Media reporter and indeed occasional presenter of this programme, Paul Byrne. Paul, good morning. Good morning, Peter. Um, Blackie McCarthy, we all know the story, we all remember the time, Paul. Fill us in on the details for those who might not remember. Well, first of all, it's 
quite incredible to believe that it's uh, 30 years since Frank went missing on the 12th of February last Sunday. Absolutely I was startled to be honest with you when the guards contact, contacted us to you know um, post that um, this was the anniversary and could we please share information on his uh, disappearance <clears throat> and it's quite frightening to think that 30 years have uh, have passed um, Frank Blackie McCarthy lived with his family at Lotamore in Mayfield on the north side of the city um, near Mayfield Shopping Centre and it was around half past six on that evening that um, apparently he got a phone call and arranged to meet with someone and left in the vicinity of Mayfield Shopping Centre. There is talk that he was going to the Cotton Ball to meet somebody for a drink, but our understanding is that he never got there. Right. And where he is to this day, nobody knows. It's a very, very mysterious puzzle. Somewhere between um, Lotamore and the little shopping centre there. The, the shopping centre, the Cotton Ball. He disappeared. Um, that, that's the area where he seems wow. to have disappeared from. But that's not 10 minutes um, walk, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just up the road, you know. Um, So to this day, there has been no sighting, no sound, nothing, no trace whatsoever of Frank Blackie McCarthy. His family have been living a a living nightmare since his disappearance. Um, I know with the passage of time, Gardaí will say that, you know, people may have a conscience. And as you read out there a moment ago, somebody does know something. Anytime there's a mystery, somebody has the key to unlock that uh, puzzle. So the guards are again appealing for information, as, as, are, as are his family, of course. And I know that a lot of people would be very, very slow maybe to come forward to the guards because they're, fear of, they're fearful of what would happen. Mm-hmm. But in cases like this, it's very simple to help the McCarthy family today. If you know anything about the disappearance of Frank, contact... 96FM, contact me, contact the local parish priest, leave a note inside in a confession box, leave a note somewhere, post something to the guards. You know, you don't have to come forward and say it, but just come, come, come and meet somebody or come and just leave something somewhere with that little bit of information that yeah. might help the pain that the McCarthy family are going through. It has to be solved. These people are living a nightmare. They go to bed every night thinking of Frank, Blackie McCarthy, where is their loved one? And somebody out there knows the answer. And again, just contact 96FM, contact the priest, leave a note in a, in a, in a church, because you, you've got to just imagine what this family is going through. Put mm. yourself in their place. It must be unbearable. Yeah. You and I, Paul, worked the newsbeat together for many years, and you worked you work it right up to this day with, with Virgin Media, Southern Correspondent. Has anyone ever said anything to you over the last 30 years about what might have happened to Frank? People have said things. Um, you take a lot of stuff with a grain of salt, pinch of salt. Uh, guards will tell you they don't um, act on speculation. They act on intelligence. So, you know, there are all sorts of rumours and I'm not going to say anything yes. that anyone has said. Because that's very upsetting for the family. I've had half a dozen conversations in or around that general area that we speak of. For people who knew I was working as a reporter for all those years, do you ever wonder what happened to Blackie? And that started many a conversation. But like you, I heard a hundred theories, but never heard a fact. No, and the family don't want to hear these. um, They've heard them and they don't want to hear them again. 
Yeah. Because it's 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 adding insult to injury. Yeah. They just they want, want to know what happened an to an answer. And that's it. They and want they're, closure on They're this. at the point now, Paul, where they really don't care who comes forward with the information. They just want to know. They want to know where he is. If 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 Frank got rid of his dead, they'd like to give him a Christian burial. They want closure. They want answers. Yeah. And they won't rest until they get those answers. Okay. And that file is still open. Like they said, you said the guards approached your office at the weekend to know could Virgin Media do something? And you did. Yeah. There was another, you'll, you'll know um, Paul, a uh, retired guy, that, and now he's a, an echo columnist, uh, Trevor Laffin, and he, from his years of service, would be intimately familiar with that part of the city because he's served for so many years up there, and I, do, I know Trevor. Trevor was writing in the Echo this week, and he mentioned Blackie, he mentioned the 30 years, but he also went on to talk about another story that younger listeners, Paul, might not remember. But you and I remember it very well. And this was the... It happened actually maybe a year after, or in the subsequent years after, Frank disappeared. The House of Horrors. What a story. That's right. Yeah, there was a flat on Wellington Terrace. And... Living in that flat was a gentleman by the name of Fred Flannery. And also sharing the flat and going there from time to time were a number of people. And they included a gentleman called Cahill O'Brien, who was 23 at the time. He was from County Wexford. And he volunteered, uh, worked as a volunteer with Cork Simon Community when they were based in Lower John Street. Also in and out of the flat at the time was Kevin Ball. He was a new age traveller, age 42, from Wales. And he was a resident um, of the Simon community as well. And he'd also pop in and out of the flat in Wellington Terrace. And there was a gentleman from Mayfield called Dennis Patrick O'Driscoll, Dennis Patch O'Driscoll, and who was familiar and a friend of the flat, Fred Flannery. So he would have been in and out of the flat as well. So on one particular occasion, um, Fred Flannery and Kevin Ball got into a very, very heated argument in this flat on Wellington Terrace. And Flannery was beating Kevin Ball with a hammer. And so much so, and horrified, that Cahill O'Brien intervened to try and help break up the fight. But what happened in the meantime is that Fred Flannery killed... Kevin Ball there and then and then killed Cahill O'Brien and this was also witnessed by Patrick O'Driscoll so you had two bodies and my understanding and my information that I've received from people over the years is that Kevin Ball and Cahill O'Brien were then wrapped in a, in, in a carpet and their bodies were disposed of where they were disposed of to this day, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. There has been numerous digs and and digs in and around the city and numerous locations. Mm-hmm. I've spoken to Kevin's dad more than once. Yeah. Kevin, um, no, Cahill's dad. You were Cahill, I beg your pardon. Cahill, right. Yeah, but after their bodies were disposed of, Patrick or Patrick O'Driscoll, with a few drinks on board, was starting to tell people what he witnessed. Now a lot of people you know, didn't believe what he was saying. But he was telling people that he saw Fred Flannery kill Cahill O'Brien 
and Kevin Ball. So basically what happened then is that Dennis Patrick O'Driscoll had to be taken out of the equation and Fred Flannery murdered Patrick O'Driscoll. Somebody witnessed his body being cut up in the flat in Wellington Terrace. Those remains were taken to a field in Glamour Woods at the back of Vienna Woods Hotel. Now, again, a number of digs were carried out for the remains of Patrick O'Driscoll, and the guards were given information that his body was disposed of and buried at the back of Vienna Woods Hotel. Mm -hmm. They were brought there by the person who had witnessed the body being cut up. The guards went in and they dug and they didn't find anything. They were told to dig deeper and they dug a little bit deeper, but they discovered nothing. And the guy said, he's there, the remains are there, go looking. They called off the dig, there was nothing, they found nothing. I, at one stage, when I was working on 96FM, then uh, I was covering this story all the time. I remember this I story well. I remember this information. Well. Yeah. yeah, I then received information that he had been buried at the back of Vienna Woods. I went there with someone and I was told, walk out 20, 30 feet, whatever the case may be. I did so and I found this area of ground which had been um, dug around and the earth disturbed yeah. thanks disturbed the the earth was all over the place and it was definitely signs that somebody had been digging there and i picked up the clay smelt it there was this wretched smell so much so that i, I nearly got sick it was a smell of death then i looked a little bit closer and then there was a makeshift cross uh, two pieces of wood and a, a bit of string. And then there was a sock. And there was definitely signs that something had happened here. So we contacted the guards. The guards said no, they had never conducted a dig in this particular location. And we said, well, we're going to air on 96FM shortly with this story that we have discovered what we believe to have been a grave and that there had been somebody th there. They said, please hold off. The guards arranged detectives met us at Vienna Woods Hotel. They confirmed that they had carried out a dig at this particular location and at the time they didn't discover anything. But my information is that when I found where Patrick Driscoll had been buried, that his body had been dug up and moved just 24 hours before I got there. Subsequently, Fred Flannery was arrested in relation to the murder of Patrick O'Driscoll, even though they didn't have a body. This was circumstantial evidence they were yes, going on. I attended that he went case on trial. in Dublin. Yeah. yeah, he went on trial in Dublin. Uh, Frank Baltimore was his solicitor at the time. And I can't remember how far into the case, but the trial collapsed due to the fact that there was evidence withheld by the Gardaí. Mm -hmm. And the judge dismissed the case. Yes. And he, he, he put, Fred Flannery walked, walked free from the case. And I remember vividly him on television walking down the street with a big smile on his face. He was I, a free I man. have another memory and of that day, Paul. I was in the court. And I recall his senior counsel, whose name escapes me. I recall his senior counsel taking to his feet... And he was still speaking an hour and a half later. And in the meantime, I'd run out to file a report. And I said to Barry on the phone, I said, he's going to walk. Mm -hmm. 
I knew it was coming. Well, he did. Yeah. He did. And the judge, because the guards withheld the evidence, um, there was uproar, absolute uproar. But the judge then made an order of what I think called a permanent stay. That's correct. And for listeners who might not know, what that means is that this man, Fred Flannery, could never again be tried for the murder of Patrick O'Driscoll, even if he went around and admitted so to everybody. A permanent stay. There's one thing, a trial collapsing and the DPP going again to charge the man and a retrial and a retrial, whatever the case may be. But there was this permanent stay. So Flannery could never again be charged with murder. Uh, months later, there was a headline on the Echo, Keystone Cops, and the guards who were named in that article subsequently char- uh, made um, a claim against the newspaper and received substantial damages for defamation. And these were the guards who were involved in the prosecution of uh, Fred Flannery at the time. So Flannery was free. And again, a number of months later, the remains of Fred Flannery, or I beg your pardon, the remains of Patrick O'Driscoll were discovered in a holdall at the back of Lotamore House in Mayfield in a little shallow grave. Yes. So he walked free from the court. He went and found the, he went and recovered what was left of the, the body, put it into a holdall and left it there to be discovered. So this was like, if you want, really two fingers to the family two fingers to the state the only the only good thing to come of that particular time was that the body the 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 the, the O'Driscoll family had his remains which had to be identified through dental records but Flannery subsequently died by suicide at a house in Carrigaline in 2002 and I remember ringing Jean Bailey who was um, Patrick O'Driscoll's sister to tell her the news that he had been found and she screamed and screamed and screamed with joy and happiness I remember meeting her Flannery had met his maker now that you tell it Paul you know and you tell it in such wonderful detail and for people who would be younger are listening to this and I, I don't wish to be sort of less than anything here lesser stories have made Netflix documentaries yeah um I know somebody went to write a book on the story a number of years ago and was frightened off by someone in the underworld. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say on that because, you know, there's some pretty nasty people still around who would have information on the disappearance of the three men. Yeah. And um, that person who was going to write a book did become frightened and said it wasn't worth it yeah. it wouldn't be worth it yeah, yeah. you know our, our good but friend our right, mutual friend paul, paul williams always used to say I, paul he used to say the criminal family tree has many many branches yeah i i mean for years i've said it that i can't understand how there hasn't been a there like and i know it's it, 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 as you said you don't want to belittle it but there's a movie in this there's a movie in that and there's a movie in this case and there certainly is yeah. Um, you know, it, it's but it's look, Carl O'Brien, the man who volunteered. You must remember this, Carl O'Brien, one of the members, um, one of the men who vanished. Carl O'Brien's father would come up to Cork 
That's right. Um, at least every weekend over the years, searching the woods in Glenmire and the areas around there for his son's body. And while he was doing that, he had another son who was in Germany at the time. And unfortunately, he lost his life in a motorbike accident. So there was a double blow to a, a, a grieving family. And Cahill O'Brien's father also travelled to Cork Prison and met with Flan Fred Flannery while he was on uh, remand for the charge with murder and pleaded with Flannery to give up his son's remains and basically Flannery told him where to go. Yeah, yeah. And to this day, Cahill and Kevin remain missing persons. They are. There, there, there are two of many in Cork yeah. who are missing and people are still searching for answers. I think there's in excess of a dozen long-term people missing yeah. here in Cork at the moment. I'm going to go into and more detail there, in that in just a family's second. Families out there just looking for answers. Yeah. I mean, well, Paul, I, you're, you're I, a family I, I man, so am I. We'll Can you imagine what it must be like? Sorry, sorry go ahead. Well, I, I, I firmly believe we'll never, ever find the remains of um, uh, Kevin Ball and Carl O'Brien. It's, um, you know, I just, I, I don't believe they'll ever, ever be found. No. And again, but, um, you and I both heard the rumours as to why. Yeah, and I'm not going to go there no. because it's, it's hurtful to any family of um, someone who's missing. Exactly. All right. Paul, thank you for that incredibly detailed recollection, not just of the disappearance of Frank Black and McCarthy, but of the House of Horrors story. Um, and as Paul said, there are... I thought this morning, looking at it and doing from memory, I got a list of ten. But there were more. And we'll talk more about the missing people. The list of people missing in Cork since 1981. That would be in the last 42 years. I'll go through some of them. And then we'll look into it in more detail next. So I'll go through some of the I, th I thought of the name of that um, senior counsel. It was annoying me. Uh, Fred Flannery's senior counsel in that case that Paul was describing was a man called Patrick McEntee. I believe he has passed away now. But I do remember vividly being in court because I got word that something was going to happen. I, I got the train up the day before and I reported for the newsroom and then stayed over because, again, I figured something was going to happen. And then Mr. McInerney took to his feet and I, I, I ran out to file my lunchtime update and I said to Barry, I said, he's going to walk. And he did. So that's my memory of the, of the Fred Flannery case. Other names of, of missing people that you will know, you will remember Tina Satchwell, missing since March of 2017. If you're of a certain age or maybe older, and we did cover it here in this program two years ago when it was the 30th anniversary, you'd remember the story, particularly if you're from Formoy and the surrounding area of Sheila and Connor Dwyer, a husband and wife missing without trace since April of 1991. You may remember the story of Pierce Kremen, who missing since October 2000. I think he may have been a tennis coach. I'll check that in a minute. Other names like Stefan Punch and a young woman who went missing in July of 1993, and she will be 30 years missing this summer, just like Frank, Frank McCarthy was 30 years missing the other day. Michelle McCormick will be 30 years missing come this July. Christy O'Donovan from Cork City Missing Persons Search and Recovery. How many outstanding missing persons cases do we have in Cork, Christy? Good morning. In, in good morning, morning, PJ. How you, how you doing? Um, at the moment in time, we have fifteen missing persons, unsolved missing persons cases, 
at the moment, and the earliest one that we have on record for Cork is a, a man by the name of Peter Hyde who went missing in March of 1981. He walked out his front door and hasn't been seen, got into his car and hasn't been seen since. Right here. Right here. Where did he leave from? Where was he last seen? He left from um, the lower Glenware Road down there where the old Dublin Road used to be just before the Stew Bridge. He left his house, got into his car and no one saw him after that at 7.13 in the morning. Wow. And literally without a trace? Without a trace. No one has ever seen him again. There's never been a, a report or a sighting, anything. Mm. I mentioned the the couple. Again, I, I covered the 30th anniversary of their disappearance in in April of 2021 and I spoke to a retired guard that had been involved at the time. The Dwyer couple. That's right. Hannah and Sheila, yeah. Mm. They were last seen on the 30th of April uh, coming out of the church in Fermoy. And again, disappeared without a trace, left everything in the house, passports, money, everything, and never seen again. They had a Toyota Caressida, which would be a, a very nice car at the time. It was. So, they were missing, never seen again. Mm. Pierce Kremen, the tennis coach comes to mind, was he? He was. He was a, he was a tennis coach, and he went missing. Uh, the last time he was seen was the 24th of February in 2000, but his car was actually found in 2001 in um, the sea in Robert's Cove. I remember that. But he wasn't in it. They and again, searching for, they not, searching a, not for a trace. And they found the car. Not a not trace. trace. No, not a trace. The most trace. recent one that people will remember is Tina Satchwell. I'll come to that in a while. But then a couple of names that I personally had, had forgotten. Stefan Punch. That's 20 years this coming August. That's right. It is, yeah. He'd been missing the 28th of August in 2003. He was 25 years old. Um, his car was found in County Clare. And it's Glenmore Garda Station or, or dealing with that, but his car was found in County Clare. And again, no trace. Yeah. Danny Walsh, no, another one that I had forgotten. Yeah. Danny was a council worker. He had retired in 2006. And the last time he was seen was 19th of February 2007. Yeah. And he was never seen again. Once he, one, The last time he was seen, he was never seen after that. There was actually two so disappearances in... 2000. Colin Turner, another case I'd forgotten. That's right. A chap from, yeah, uh, Colin Turner was from during the Skiddy area. Um, he went missing on the 14th of February 2007 and he was last seen in Wynn's Hotel in Dublin and again, never seen again. Not yeah. a trace. Yeah. Donald Carroll. Donald Carroll was from the lock and uh, he went missing in 1988. His car was located in Rosslare. Uh, they, 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 the update that we have, because uh, we run the missing web, missing.ie website, is that uh, they believe his car had been there for the whole time he was missing. And they believe he could have actually got on the ferry wow. in Rosslare. That's yeah. where they found his car. Some of these people, uh, Christy, are missing from a time when if you wanted to go missing and have nobody find you, you could. In, Absolutely. In modern Absolutely. times, it's more difficult. And I'm drawing to your attention, Tina Satchwell, March 2017, a total mystery. Absolutely, yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's probably the most high profile one we'll say from the point of view of, of, of recent times where, as you said, in the past, it was, if you wanted to go missing, you could go missing pretty easily. You could just, you, you could, you could get on a ferry or get across the, the English Channel, go to Norway, you could disappear. But in 2017, with the technology that's out there now, you going missing without a trace is, is a lot more difficult. 
but it can be done, obviously, PJ, you know, but you, you'd want to have a lot of planning gone into it, you know. Mm. And she literally did. She literally vanished without trace. Yeah, without trace. Never seen. Right. Go, th- go through the details as they are again, Christy, that you, as you have in front of you. T- the, all the list of the people? No, Tina. Well, Tina, she was, she was last seen on the 20th of March. Um, in, in leaving her home in 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 oh yeah. yeah so she's leaving in Yall. I didn't even look I didn't do a lot of research into Tina's now because that's an ongoing that that's a very modern one so but <laughs> um and she disappeared without trace. Yeah. Never seen again. There's there, there of course the usual thing there's rumors and stuff now there was a couple of big searches done by that's the Gary right. and there was the army were involved there down in Castle Matter two years ago they had they had um Reports that there was bones found below at the Castle Martha Woods. So they had searched all of that. They, they sealed it all off forensically and went through the whole lot and discovered that it was from an old graveyard. And yeah. other than that, no trace. They've had a couple of big... There was, there was a, a massive search down in Yall. Again, one by the Gardaí in fairness to them and, and the, 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 the Gardaí unit and nothing, not a trace. Yeah. In the areas that they were being directed to, they've searched every place and there's absolutely no trace of it. Yeah. No trace for getting on a ferry, no trace for going up over the border, nothing. Yeah, And, and that's the thing about it. Like, in March of 2017, compared to, say, April of 1991 or January of 1988, if Donald Carroll, and I just pick his name out of the list, if Donald Carroll or Colin Turner wanted to disappear, it was much easier than when Tina Satchel did. And that that's why that's, I think, such a mystery. And go back to Sheila and Connor Dwyer. I mean, that was 32 years ago. Much easier to disappear yep. than if you wanted to. I want to talk, let's just take a break, Christy. I want to talk about okay. a breakthrough that you guys had a couple of years ago. And then I want to talk about Michelle McCormick, who is still... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Missing. I'm talking to Christy Donovan from Cork City, Missing Persons Search and Recovery. And we're talking about people missing in Cork over the last 40, 41 or two years. Christy, before I continue with one that you were able to knock off that list or take off that list a couple of years ago, talk to me about the, the background to your organisation. When were you set up? Who's involved and why? Well, Cork City Missing Persons was set up in 2001. Um, the founding member of Cork City Missing Persons for all of us missing in Cork and believed to have entered the, the river. And um, at, the, at the time, and still the same to this day, obviously statutory bodies like the Gardaí, 
the Coast Guard are on call all the time, so they search for as long as they could with no result. And um, this, this man and his his friends stayed with stayed on the search and kept searching. And after I think four or five months, they recovered his father's remains. And that's what that was the the start that he felt that there should be a service for people that if the people are missing and. The, 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 the statutory bodies obviously they're on call services so uh, it was set up that we, we could stay people the volunteers could stay looking long after the statutory bodies have to move on to the next case and the next case and the next case and that's what we do so there's 15 of us at the moment um, we started off with when they started off with three one of them is still there Dini Coyley everyone knows Dini um, <laughs> he's still there since the, since the very first day of it um, and we have 15 now uh, so we're well, a voluntary organisation, no funding, nothing like that. Um, we were only recently there in the last year. We were in, to, with Michael McGrath and um, Patrick O'Sullivan and with the Port of help, we were able to uh, find um, a location there on Hardin's Key. Yes, I've seen it. I've passed it. Is, I've seen you sign up on it. Is is that like a base for you guys now? It's a base, yeah. It's a base. We spent, in fairness to the Marina Commercial Park, they initially took us in below their... Um, at the very early stages, and we stayed there rent free for for many, many, many years, and we'd, we'd be forever thankful to them. But we, it, the the organisation has grown substantially from its beginnings. We say it had to, I suppose, like everything else, every to times. And um, you know, have, we have four boats, we have four vehicles. Like there'll be fifteen volunteers, um, all highly trained. Everything we do is all is all um, all is done and done from outside. All our courses and stuff, so we're up to date with everything. So, yeah. but um, like I said, we, it's the last couple of years have been unprecedented. Been unprecedented the amount of yes. calls we've we've gone Indeed. the last couple of years. So. And the level of training that you put yourselves through and you've gone from being a volunteer operation with three and I think, yes, you are still a voluntary body, but your level of professionalism has, has come up right up to scratch. And it was during... this. I thought this was a fascinating story at the time because, again, this was a case I covered as a reporter, uh, the disappearance of Barry Collin. It was during a training exercise in Crosshaven that you solved that case. Yeah, well, uh, I, I'm very aware of the families that are involved. You know, Indeed. So I won't go into too much detail, PJ, to be honest. It's not something we, we normally do, but uh, in Barry's case, we had been looking for Barry for, for, for a few years. One of our members knew Barry. He, he used to holiday in Crosshaven quite a lot. They still have a holiday home down there. And he was always on to us about, about Barry and trying to find Barry. So he was always in our mind. So we decided, I'd say six or seven years, whether any piece of new equipment we got, Rather than kind of do tabletop exercises and bring fellas into into the in, into a room and show them how to use it, we would actually take it out and use it in a live situation. So Barry was actually one of the first cases of that that we had. Um, the money was raised uh, through donations from Thermo Fisher, Tesco's, and the donations from the Cork, and we bought a new sonar system. And um, we said we'd we'd we'd, we'd try cross aid, and we had been cross aid previously searching for a missing person. Unfortunately, it was located as well, but um, in, in unfortunate circumstances. So we said we'd, we'd go down to Crosshaven, and the morning that we decided to do it, the trawlermen had all left Crosshaven and all the different ports in the world up in the city protested. So there was nobody in Crosshaven. We went down to Hugo of Nipier. We put the sonar in the water. Like I said, it was, it, it was its second outing from the day that we bought it. So three of us went out in the boat there, and then... Um, we drove around Camden and we tuned it in as best we could to, to get the best imaging we could. And we came in around um, by Hugh Coveney Pier and an image appeared on the screen. Um, 
something that shouldn't have been there, a man-made object for the want of a better word. So we continued what we were doing. We said we'd keep going up the river, just to be thorough. We came back down, reviewed the images, got off the boat. We were scratching our heads wondering what it was. Again, we, we, we didn't expect to find, find Barry Fall in, in, in a million years. Um, so we went, we went up, I brought the computer home, I ran through the, the telly here at home about nine or ten times, and it was more and more and more. I said, Jesus, this could very possibly be a vehicle. So, again, it, 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 if you saw the images, you'd say it didn't look like a vehicle, but to, like when, when you're looking at it, because we're looking sonar all the time, um, it just looked, it was just all the place, it shouldn't have been there. And um, we decided to call in our divers, and we went down to Crosshaven, put the divers down into the water, and the diver handed me the number plate. And after that, was just um, yeah. Barry, Barry had been missing since Barry had been missing since two thousand and four. Two thousand and four, possibly two thousand and four. And like you said, a family involved, and we're conscious of their feelings. And but th thank you for oh, absolutely. thank absolutely. you for and recalling. Got, they are lovely, lovely, lovely people. Lovely oh, people. My God, you could meet other people. You I, I met them. People. I met one of them socially um, one time, and just just yeah. I was in Crosshaven, and I met one of them. She asked me, could she speak to me? Yeah, yeah, lovely, you know, lovely, lovely, lovely people. There's one, Christy, that um, comes up to its 30th anniversary this coming July. It's it's a strange case because there was a court case and there was a, a man charged and then that went the way it went. We won't go in there, into that. But And I know the family. Um, her mom has passed away now. Michelle McCormick, officially still missing. Yeah, Yes, as a very high profile one, I must admit, as a very high profile one. And um, to be honest, with you, like all that we have is information that comes in via our website, we say, and what the Gardaí have, have put out. But Michelle was, was last seen on the 20th of July 1993 in Onehinche, in the Calvary Park in Onehinche, and has never been seen since. Now, I'm aware of the fact it was a court case and stuff, as you said, we won't go into that. But a very strange one. Again, again, PJ doesn't missing off the face of the earth, not a trace. That's right. That's right. Her, her sister raised the alarm. Yeah. yeah, 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 and that'll be thirty. There, there are other ones. There are the ones out there. There's, there's, there's a chap from Charles on Charles out there. Skills is in there. He's missing from Matting since two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. Okay, and he's possibly in the UK, but he's, he's missing from Matting. There's another chap there from Banshee. We're missing in the twenty ninety June two thousand and nine. Brendan McCarthy from Banshee. So there are. There I remember are that one. Now that you bring it to mind, yeah. yeah. And a lot of people think there's 15 people missing, officially missing. Like it's it's unbelievable. Like I said, like back in, you know, going back to 2007, Colin Turner would say, and for Danny, but for for Tina Sasher going missing 2017 with all the trace. I think that's the the, the, the head yeah. of them all, to be honest. Yeah, that's right. It's I mean, if you look at Colin Turner, and the, is the last place he was seen was Wynn's Hotel. Like. Yeah. I know Wynn's Hotel. I, I used to go to meetings there when I was involved yeah, with an organisation years ago and yeah. managed the day of a match. I had a point there. Like, that's surrounded by CCTV. Even it is, then. It is. And no, did, was there ever... Let's look at that one for a sec. Was there ever trace of him leaving the place? We have no information on that. He just has never been seen. The last, his last sighting was Wynn's Hotel. That's as much information as we've ever been able to deal that's amazing. But there, there's over, there's, it is 896 people missing in Ireland at the moment. Long term missing. That's a huge number, isn't it? Yeah. It's an enormous number. We went to number. National Missing Persons, uh, the National Missing Persons Day there in Dublin, and met a lot of the families there, of the, of the family, and they, 
and it's just halfway can meet those people, you know. Yes, it they is. They have no answers either, so it's no. just like we're very aware of the fact that there are families here, and it's just so sad, you know. But um, I'd, have, I'd have been quite friendly with okay. Michelle's sister over the years yeah. and and her, and her mom, her late mom, who passed away a number of years ago, and, and the devastation that this does and we, we on a family, like just talking to Paul earlier on about Blackie, like, you know, yeah. his sister and that heartbreaking post on Facebook. You've met these families, Christy. I've met a, we've, we've met a fair few, yeah, we like, have. How can, is it possible to imagine how one lives with that going on? To be honest, PJ, I, I, don't, I don't know how to even function, to be quite honest with you. It's absolutely horrendous that every day you get out of bed, you're looking at, looking at the, you're looking out the window, you're, you're, you're looking at everyone on the street, you, it, it has to be the way, you know, you, you never stop looking at it, yeah. you know? So, yeah. I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know how people do it, to be honest with But we keep looking anyway, and I, I'm sure that the guys are still looking, and they're, they're, they have set up whole case division there, that when they're rechecking a lot of old, old cases there, they come back into an awful lot of them. So. And, and to be fair to the guards, like yourselves, Christy, once they're put onto a case, they don't give up. The file stays open. Oh, no. Oh, oh no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. They revisit it every few years. Yeah. They revisit it every few years. Anything new and anything at any kind of a breakthrough, any sightings or anything, they'll investigate that to the, to, to the fullest. All right. Christy, thank you for your time and thank you and your colleagues for the incredible work that oh. you do. Your website, missing.ie, has lots and lots of detail. Yeah. And I was delighted because I saw that sign on the side of the warehouse-type structure there on the Horgan's Key, and I was wondering, I said, yes. have they actually got a base there? Yes, yeah, you have. That's, f- thanks, thanks that's you It's fantastic. It's new life for us. And it's, yeah. People so, can come here. We've had people walking off the street and people that, people that we have helped recover over the years. The families have come in to us and stuff. Uh, just coming if the gates are open, people more we never look around where we're there. If the gates are open, we're there, and people more we never look. There's no problem whatsoever. So, so just to clarify before I let you go, is it 15 open cases in Cork, yeah? 15, 15 open cases. All right, okay, cool. thanks. Since, 19, since 1981. All yeah. right. Thanks very much, Christy O'Donovan from Cork City Missing Persons Search and Recovery. Their website, missing.ie, is fascinating and well worth a look at. Cork's 96FM. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.